0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.
1: Well, we knew change was going to be in the offing for the Edmonton Oilers in some form. The general manager stays. Now we know the head coach will stay, but the assistant coaching staff, they are gone with a bit of a uh, asterisk on one because he is remaining in the organization Round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs begin tonight in the Western Conference in Nashville, that is. Game one between the Predators and the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, back to the Oilers. Connor McDavid not nominated for the Hart Trophy for the most valuable player in the National Hockey League. We got Raptors playoff basketball. Jays in action, a night off in the WHL playoffs. We got lots to talk about. Uh, The Spruce Grove Saints in action. Uh, first, uh, First game of the Doyle Cup down in the state of Washington. For a chance to go to the RBC Cup in uh, junior A hockey action. So, we got lots to talk about here on 6:30. Chad inside sports at six minutes after seven o'clock. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. And on Monday, Reed will be back on Tuesday. Callan Kennedy, happy Friday to you, my friend. Happy Friday. It uh, is Friday.
2: Busy, busy day, my friend. Oh, busy day. Insanely busy with all the sports scores and everything. Just starting on the evening side, there was stuff happening during the afternoon, in the morning, you name it. So,
1: yeah. And things really started happening. Uh, I woke up this morning and saw, you know, a bunch of uh, little tidbits on social media saying, oh, something could be happening as early as today about the coaching staff. uh, Todd McClellan officially retained on the staff. uh, But changes. There are changes. And uh, Ian Herbers, assistant coach, Gone. Although he is now back with the U of A Golden Bears. I was
2: going to say, it didn't take him too long to find a job. That's right. Yeah. The, so, I think we all Orly knew that I think only was, was like, happen.
1: a two-hour period or something like that. U of A announced that he was back with them, so. Did not take long at all. Uh, Jim Johnson, who got a lot of the heat because of the penalty kill. And uh, another announcement was that Jay Woodcroft, a longtime assistant coach, under Todd McClellan uh, will not be uh, behind the bench of the Edmonton Oilers, but will be behind the bench of the American Hockey League's Bakersfield Condors, which is the top farm club of the Edmonton Oilers. So, you know, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as a demotion because he's off an NHL bench, but you can look at it from his perspective, I think, and this is how uh, I think probably the correct way to look at it. It's a promotion. For Woodcroft because he's behind a bench and has a very a very important job um, considering who's coming up the pipeline for the Edmonton Oilers as far as prospects go. So this will be interesting to see how it plays out. But without further ado... Uh, let's uh, bring in Oilers Now host Bob Stoffer, who had this exclusive interview earlier today with Oilers General Manager and President of Hockey Operations Peter Sorelli on the moves today.
2: Well, Peter, lots of changes. I know you've been working on a lot of things, and uh, we appreciate you taking time to uh, join us, uh, given your, your travel schedule. Uh, but uh, let's get right to it. Uh, it starts with the fact that uh, you wanted some time to reevaluate and decompress. Todd McClellan remains as your head coach, and uh, I, I don't think that's a surprise to a lot of people, uh, but maybe just give me you know, the rationale between taking a couple of weeks to reevaluate things.
0: Well, we, we, we sat down um, and we went through kind of the normal exit meetings, Bob, uh, myself, and Todd have, have, has done most of the exit meetings. Um, we, we compared notes. I wanted to see how uh, he felt about uh, the season um we we had some long discussions on going forward. Um, at the end of the day, I, I, I really believe in Todd as a coach. and I think you know, I, I know we had a tough year, but I think we work well together. Um, and you know, I, I felt a fresh start for him, a fresh base is what I like to call it for him um, to reinvigorate him to, Energize him, um, and that was the thinking behind. Um, basically, you know, for various reasons, but basically, the three assistants are out, and we're gonna we're gonna put in new assistants. And um, you know, he's he's a uh, Todd's an innovative guy. He's he's a he's a communicator. Um, he, he and he's he's a very good coach. And what he's done before, what he's done. You know, last year for us, even the year one, and uh, you know, and I'm not absolving myself in any of this because I have to be better in, in providing him players. Um, but it's it's uh, you know he's he's too good a coach not to give to, to keep. Like he's 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 got a lot of good qualities, and 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 we all can improve, and and and, and we're going to do that under his own.
2: Uh, Peter, from your perspective, uh, one of the big moves is going to involve Jay Woodcroft. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that think that the second most important coaching job in an NHL organization is not on the NHL staff, but is on the American Hockey League staff. So why, in your mind, uh, was Woodcroft the right guy to go down to Bakersfield? Uh, and, And secondly, if you could maybe speak to the synchronicity that might be able to exist now, given the amount of years that Jay has spent with Todd.
0: Well, for Jay, I think I think it's time for him to to have a team. Um, I've talked to him about that over the last two and a half years, and just in just in in we talked about where his career is going to go. I, I I think Jay has a good level of leadership. I think he sees the game very well. Um, he's learned from um, some real good coaches, including Todd. Um, I've seen him. I've seen him uh, in action uh, with some really good players at the World Cup. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's. I think it's time for him to do that to, to have a team. And he's 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 progressive in his thinking. He's, he's progressive in his communicating. I think that helps with the with the younger player. Um, the synchronicity, Bob. That's important. Um, you know, I've, I've been asked that question a couple times today. Like, does it mean he's going to coach the same way? Uh, no, Jay's going to stand on his own, but there has to be a level of compatibility, um, and because we're, we're he's he's helping us produce players for the NHL team. Uh, there's a new crop of forwards that are coming in there. We saw them at the end of the year. Uh, we saw some good offensive uh, players at the end of the year come in, and that didn't include uh, Kyler. He, he was hurt with a high ankle sprain. So there's going to be a good group. I'm not suggesting Kyler's there or the NHL level, but there's a, there's a chance he'll start down there. Um, And, and uh, we'd like to have a real progressive guy that's going to push the envelope with them. And that, and that is in sync with the rest of the organization. not suggesting Jerry wasn't, but uh, I feel comfortable with Todd at the helm down there.
2: We're joined by the president and general manager of the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, organization on the hockey operations side, Peter Shirelli, Bob Stauffer with you uh on orders now and on inside sports and uh peter uh one thing that uh, jay said because we did have a chance to catch up with him he said you know my primary job is uh to develop players in an environment where they can win but uh development is critical and you uh you know you hired a coach in the american hockey league a number of years ago in boston and the bruins organization is they are benefiting from the fruits of that labor all these years later in Bruce Cassidy. And I, I, I wonder just about having a coach in the AHL that knows the players that well, that makes himself a, a, a valuable and viable option moving forward as well. Cause it certainly came to fruition in Boston's case, same in Tampa Bay of John Cooper. And even for that matter, Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh, they all spent time at the AHL level uh, with their organizations. Well,
0: that certainly was the plan with Bruce. Uh, Bruce, uh, he's a terrific coach he sees the game very well also um, and 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 does have a passion too but uh, with respect to Jay it, it's it would be nice to to grow that that coach also like so you'd like to grow players down there develop players down there and we would like to develop a coach down there too and 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 it's it's a tough league down there and it's a very good league and 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 you learn a lot of things you learn you know, the bench management uh, when you're when you're running a team you learn how to deal with all the issues as a head coach versus an assistant coach. Um, it can be humbling down there uh, because you're pulling you know the big team's pulling players up and you learn to improvise and, and it's a very very good training ground obviously for players but and for coaches and and I would put Jay in that category.
2: Uh, there, there were two other, uh, well, there were a couple you, you briefly hit on the fact that Jerry Fleming, uh, you know, uh, has been moved along. Uh, so too has Tony Borg for the HL level. And then two guys that you saw a fair amount of, uh, Jim Johnson and Ian Herbers. I mean, Ian, um, I mean, part of these are, uh, there's also the contract expiration that works with the, uh, with some of these changes and that's just the nature of the business, isn't it?
0: Yeah and and with with Ian it was we had very good discussions I'm very impressed with Ian uh he was the third man um and uh you know he's uh, we talked about his option and uh and we decided at the end of the day not to pick it up and 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 I think it was probably mutual too to a certain degree with with Ian cuz you know he he'd been third guy and then up in the up in the press box and good hockey mind and uh he, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with Ian, and, and, but again, part of the, the, the change was, was, uh, was giving Todd a fresh base, and, and Ian, Ian was in that, and, and, he's, I know he's got options, uh, and he'll, he'll, he'll be, he'll further
2: his career, and he'll do, he'll, he'll do well. Yeah, the University of Alberta has just announced that he, uh, Ian will be returning, so they've already, uh, I guess, addressed uh, okay. that, that issue. So um, there,
0: and then Jimmy. Jimmy and Jimmy, uh,
2: I had the opportunity to work with
0: him, uh, and, and you know what? He was a little beleaguered, uh, fairly or unfairly, but he 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 was able to to you know the last little bit in the PK. He did well. He, he did well with with our defensemen. Um, very hardworking, um, and you know I have nothing but good things to say about Jim. Again, you know you you hear you hear these things when you you're 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 dealing with people's careers and lives and, and, and it's tough. And, uh, and I want to try and treat everybody fairly and, 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 and Jim, no exception there. And he's a good person and a good coach and, 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 will continue his career somewhere else. And, and 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 do fine
2: all right well you you took care of the business and so now you can go out there and, and not have to sort of uh you know you and todd is this a collaborative effort moving forward now in terms of these positions uh and the the second so number one is it a collaborative effort and number two uh would it be beneficial to a potential candidate if they've had prior nhl head coaching experience just to give todd a little bit different look than maybe what the past staff had
0: well, I think I think a different look will help, and it helps a lot of people, and will help Todd. Um, head coaching experience not, not not a requirement. NHL experience not necessarily a requirement. Um, we're going to look at all candidates. It's going to be collaborative. Like this is Todd's staff. I want him to be comfortable with it. Um, you know, there's there's uh, when you're putting a staff together. There has to be a level of compatibility uh, between the groups. So you you know you look at each candidate independently, but you also look at at, at the group as one too, as how they'll fit in and how they'll handle each task. Obviously, there's the the designation of special teams It doesn't always have to be the conventional way. And we Todd and I have talked about that as, as a model too. Um, there's some young candidates that are out there. There's some not-so-young candidates that are good candidates that don't have experience. And, and, you know, you talked about Bruce Cassidy, and he was, he was a little bit on the trash heap um, um, in his career, but he's he, very good hockey mind. And, and, uh, and so I, I bring him up because we're not afraid to look at unconventional candidates. Um, and, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting process.
2: Peter, we appreciate the time. We know we caught you in between flights. And the next time we talk to you is tomorrow night after the Oilers win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll do the I interview if you win the lottery? How does that sound? <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Well, uh, That's yeah. <laughs> Bob
1: Stauffer, host of Oilers Now, and analyst uh, on the Oilers Radio Network, uh, joined by uh, Peter Srelli. General Manager and President of Hockey Operations on the uh, announcement today that uh, Todd McClellan will stay on as head coach but uh, his three assistants will be moving on but Jay Woodcroft will be moving down to the farm to uh, run the bench of the Bakersfield Condors, Jim Johnson, Ian Herbers are out. And Ian Herbers, uh, effective July the 1st, that's when the official start date of his, uh, I guess, his uh, return to the U of A Golden Bears. So uh, lots of reaction, I'm sure, from from you, the uh, hockey fan, the listener. So uh, we're going to spend the next while uh, taking your reaction and also mixing in some comments from Todd McClellan himself and from Jay Woodcroft. Uh, you can text in at 630-630. You can tweet me at Dave underscore Chad. You can also call in, of course, at 780 496 Pound or star, 630 on your cell. Out of town, it is 1-800-663-0630. Just a quick uh, scoreboard update. The uh, National, Predators up, uh, sorry, National Predators and Winnipeg Jets are tied 0 early in the first period of play. Patrick Laine is in the lineup for the Winnipeg Jets. So this is game one of their Western Conference conference round two series and just one series left to get underway that'll be tomorrow afternoon in tampa bay as the lightning will take on the boston bruins in game one of their round two eastern conference series so it's 6:22. back with more inside sports in a moment
3: you're listening to inside sports with reed wilkins on edmonton
1: sports leader 6 30 It's already nasty between the Jets and the Predators, and we thought that's how this series was going to play out. But man, the Predators putting on early pressure. They've outshot Winnipeg by a score of 10 by a count of 10 to 2. It is still 0 0 in the first period of play. The Predators now on the power play. As I mentioned uh, earlier, Todd McClellan staying on as head coach, and Jay Woodcroft going down to the farm in Bakersfield. Jim Johnson, Ian Herbers are out, and Herbers is going back to the U of A. Um, some of you, not happy about it. Some of you, I don't know, Like, how, how, what, what do you think about all this? Uh, one texter said, uh, sounds like Oilers' player development program is going to continue to be the near worst in the NHL for the next uh, for the foreseeable future, look at the Oilers' record. Other than the first pick overall group, there's barely a handful of players that worked their way up through the Oilers' system and made it on the roster full time. Can you name any players as such? No, it's, it's true. You know, there's no doubt about that. The Oilers' track record of drafting beyond first-round players—I'll I'll say first-round players—because you look at Leon Drysaddle and Darnell Nurse, who were not first overall picks, but yeah, they were. They're solid picks, in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. There is some, there's lack of quality beyond round two or beyond round one. So we'll see. I'll, I'll touch on this a little bit more after the news break uh, from the uh, 630 Ched 24-Hour News Centre from, uh, as we'll hear from Thomas Dias. But yeah, your uh, your texts are welcome at 630-630. You can uh, call in at 780-496-0063 as well. You can tweet me at Dave underscore Ched. The draft lottery is tomorrow. If for some reason (laughs) or some way the Oilers do collect the uh, first overall selection, we will have live coverage for you on 6.30 chat. If not, well, then we'll still tell you about it. News is next. Back with uh, hour number two, or the second half hour of Inside Sports in a Moment.
0: to 630 Ched Inside Sports with
1: Reed Wilkins. Welcome back to the show 634. Still 00 0 in Nashville, game 1 of this uh, Western Conference Round 2 series and the series that I think we've all been waiting for. Um, and the shots well in favor of the Nashville Predators 13 to 3. So the Predators are ready for game 1. Unlike what they saw last round against the Colorado Avalanche, they seemed a little uh, seemed a little skittish at times. The Avalanche really poured on the pressure, especially Nathan McKinnon. But uh, so far, they're putting a lot of pressure on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Hart Trophy candidates were named today. Connor McDavid not on the ballot. Well, he was on the ballot, but he was in the top five, not in the top three. So it's Taylor Hall, the New Jersey Devils, Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche and Anje Kopitar of the Los Angeles Kings. So uh, one difference from the Ted Lindsey Award nominees. Uh, McDavid was nominated along with McKinnon and Hall but Kopitar was not and Hall is uh, sorry uh, McDavid is not on the Hart Trophy ballot. Kopitar is. Kind of thought that it was going to go that way. Because the Ted Lindsay Award is for the best player, voted on by the players. And the Hart Trophy is for the most valuable player, voted on by the media. Members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. And uh, the 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 prevailing thought was, because the Oilers weren't in the playoffs, there's so many voters that use the playoffs as a criteria to vote for the award. Um, as far as teams getting to the playoffs, and McDavid didn't. Well, the Oilers didn't, so that kind of puts McDavid down the list. A little surprise that Kopitar was nominated ahead of Connor McDavid, to be quite honest with you. So who wins? Oh, Got to think, gotta think Nathan McKinnon would be leading the way in that category. So if you want to talk about that, we can. But uh, the uh, news of the day from uh, the Oilers perspective is Tom McClellan is back as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Jay Woodcroft will move from the uh, Oilers bench to the bench of the Bakersfield Condors, becoming their head coach. Jerry Fleming is out. Ian Herbers is out as well. He is going back to the U of a Golden Bears effective July the 1st, and Jim Johnson is out as well. I uh, did get a text saying, in, uh, saying or asking, and you can text in at 630-630. Is Dustin Schwartz still the goaltending coach? As far as I know, yes, but uh, I'm sure that's a position that will be evaluated as well. But at the moment, yes, he is still a member of the Oilers coaching staff. So, see what happens. Uh, Todd McClellan earlier today uh, talking about uh, the changes and the fact that um, when you go through a season like the Oilers did and the fact that the expectation level of the team was very high considering what happened last year with the team going all the way to Game 7 and Round 2 against the Anaheim Ducks. Um, changes probably going to be uh, part of the reality for the oilers off season it certainly is and uh it's not something that that we take lightly it's not something that
3: uh any of us are, are happy about but based on our performance um changes were inevitable and um you know it starts with the review from the very top and it works its way down and and um You know, we're at a situation now where our staff is changing. We worked uh, many years together. We worked hard. We gave each other everything we had and and gave organizations everything we had, both San Jose and and obviously in Edmonton. But uh, it's now time for for change and time to refresh things. Uh, There's some really good hockey people that... uh, Uh, Have been let go, and they're going to find their way with other organizations. Are going to have a positive impact with their new teams. Uh, But in the meantime, we'll be uh, reorganizing our staff, obviously, and looking for people that can come in and and make an impact in Edmonton.
1: Now, on the uh, point of or in the uh, move of Jay Woodcroft down to Bakersfield to become the head coach of the Condors, the top farm club of the Oilers. but tom mcclellan says that's an important step for woodcroft an important step for the organization he's been a uh, an assistant coach he started out
3: as a video coach worked his way through as an assistant coach and he's been a, a tremendous asset to uh, to me as an individual and to our staff and uh you know if you could get the players and interview them one-on-one they would uh, also echo those thoughts not only uh, obviously in edmonton but uh going all the way back to detroit and san jose there's a uh, a lot of players that have developed real positive relationships with him, uh, a lot of them give him credit for the development of their careers, the way they, he can help them in a, in a positive light, uh, working on their foundation. Uh, but it's time for him to, uh, to branch out and uh, expand his wings a little bit as a, as a head coach. He's going to experience the pressures that are, are uh, definitely different from being an assistant. And um, you know, the good thing about it is he gets his opportunity, but he also gets to take um, our program and the way we want to play uh, with some adjustments, obviously, moving forward and, and some changes we're going to make. But he can implement them at the American League level. Uh, those players now will hear the same words, the same language, uh, the same um, process uh, that, that we use in Edmonton, and they should be very well prepared to uh, to graduate. And personally, I think that's the way the NHL is going right now. You have to be able to draft and develop, and um, I think our development system just got stronger with him going there.
1: And that's why I thought it was interesting that uh, Peter Shirell, the Oilers' GM, brought up the name Bruce Cassidy, who is now the head coach of the Boston Bruins. Because he worked in the system with uh, with the Bruins, he knows the players that were coming up. Uh, he's worked with them, he understands them, and now he's behind the bench with many of those players.
2: We've got a goal, Dave. Chris Tanev. Oh wow! One nothing Winnipeg.
1: There you go. And the uh, Jets. Thank you, Kellen. The Jets uh, really outplayed in this in this hockey game so far, but Chris Tanev has opened the scoring for the jets so it's one nothing for winnipeg over the national predators game one of their round two western conference series so we'll keep you posted on this game but yeah it was, it was it's pretty much all nashville in this game but it's one nothing for the winnipeg jets um so yeah back to the uh back to the plan of of putting jay woodcroft down on the farm and I know there's uh, there's a lot of cynicism from Oilers fans, and and I don't I don't think it's out of line necessarily because you know, we talked about it. You know, beyond the first round, the Oilers' drafting record isn't good, but you got some prospects coming up down the line, and the organization is gonna you know now they're shifting, and now we need to see results. So. You know, uh, Peter Shrelly said nothing against Jerry Fleming; still a good coach, but clearly there there has to be some more familiarity from a coaching standpoint and uh, about the Oilers' philosophy. How does how do we want to play the game? And you know, this is something that's been talked about with this organization for a number of years, but it always seems to not translate onto the onto the ice surface down on the farm. So it's got to change. There's no doubt about that because. There needs to be better development on the farm. You can't just trade your way to success or sign free agents. And let's face it, the Oilers just have trouble signing free agents. And will it get better with Connor McDavid on your roster? Of course it will. But you need to draft and develop better. But you look at the Oilers' draft class from last year. Kyler Yamamoto could very well be on the farm next year. you got Stuart Skinner down the pipe, a uh, fine goaltender. Dmitry Samarukov, Ostap Safin was on the farm uh, late in the season when uh, the uh, um, when his uh, uh, team in the uh, I'm trying to think which team he played for. He was in the Quebec League. Just got a St. John Sea Dogs, I believe. Uh, so he got a few games down on the farm. Uh, Kirill Maximoff is coming down the pipe. Then you got Tyler Benson. I mean, yes, they pull the RV. I mean, he's. Gonna, I imagine he'll be here next year, but uh, you know, just in case. You know, if he does go down, he's got some familiarity there. Uh, Caleb Jones, Ethan Bear. So there's there's there there's some good prospects down the pipe. They got to be developed a lot better than they have, because if you look at the Oilers roster, <laughs> you look at it and you go, wow or sorry, the uh, Condor's roster, you go, wow, there's just not much there. I mean, I remember looking at uh, at the line combinations uh, on Twitter, and Ostap Safin was already their best forward. You know, I mean, that can happen. You know, cannot happen. I have a quick correction to make. Yeah. Brandon Tanev. Brandon Tanev? Not Chris Tanev. Oh, Chris Tanev plays for... Uh... I got my Tanevs mixed yes. up. That's yeah. the Vancouver Canuck version of yes. Tanev. But I this saw is Tanev,
2: 14 on the back, and I immediately defaulted yes. to this. But it's Brandon Tanev <laughs> that made it one nothing Winnipeg. And the shots are still, it's
1: crazy, 16-4 in favor of the Nashville Predators. But it's one nothing for the Winnipeg Jets. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens down on the farm. It has to get better. Development has to get better. The drafting has to get better. That's why they brought Keith Gretzky aboard who had a you know pretty good record in Boston. I mean, he did draft um, some good talent in Boston. David Pasternak, of course, comes to mind. And there's some good pieces on that Boston Bruins team, and it looks like there might be some good pieces. Definitely looks like he drafted some gems, or Shrelly drafted some gems with the help of Keith Gretzky. Um, in last year's draft, you never know, and we're not going to know the answer for you know, two, three, four years, but they got to be developed and you can't just keep rushing kids into your lineup and it's going to be the challenge with Peter Cirelli. How do you how do you ensure that you're bridging your team well enough so that the people who are going to come up, the kids that are going to come up and be an impact on your team at some point, um, how do you do that well? And Shirelli did not have a good year last year. You know, and he I know some people are saying he didn't take enough responsibility. I don't know what people want him to say, you want to say, oh, I absolutely stunk up the joint last year. He's not going to say that. But he did say, I got to take some responsibility in what happened. I made some missteps. Um, overall, the organization has to get better. The hockey team has to get better. The coaching has to get better. The production from some players has to get better. They need to get quicker and yet maintain that edge, that physical edge as well that you see in the playoffs. You know, you just look at the look. Look at the teams playing in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs right now. Look, look who's left. You know, are the Oilers that good? How far away are they from that level? They seem to be there last year, but they really fell off for some reason. As far as the assistants go, uh, Ian Herbers, he's now back with the U of A Golden Bears unofficially. It's officially unofficial, unofficially official. July 1st, it will be official. He's still under contract until until that time. Uh, Jim Johnson let go. Here's McClellan on letting those two players go.
3: They gave us everything they had, and uh, two very, very good hockey minds. Um, you know, right now, we're in a situation where we had a disappointing season, and um, as I mentioned earlier, that's on on my shoulders as, a, as the head coach, and I take full responsibility for that. Um, you know, and, and a lot of it is... Targeted and based on uh, the performance of the special teams. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, you know, special teams seem to get assigned to certain guys. Jim Johnson had the penalty kill. Jay Woodcroft had the the power play. Uh, That's not. Exactly how it worked. Uh, we're all responsible for it. We all spent many, many hours together trying to solve and to implement solutions and and um, systems that we thought would work. So uh, it's not one man's responsibility when it goes really well, nor is it one man's responsibility when it goes poorly. Uh, with that being said, Jim is a, a tremendous coach. Um, he's done. Some really good things in developing young defensemen. Um, Again, not only in Edmonton, San Jose as well. So his track record is is tremendous. Uh, Somebody out there is going to get a really, really good coach. And uh, his career will get refreshed. He'll get some new ideas and some new thoughts and some new approaches to the game. Uh, Ian was cutting his teeth in in the National Hockey League with his hometown team, which was a great opportunity for him. Uh, Very knowledgeable guy that uh, when he spoke, he had uh, a tremendous view of the game and uh you know we learned a lot from ian as well uh the great thing about his situation is uh, the potential to go back to the university of alberta where obviously he's uh he's had a tremendous career he's had a huge impact on that program and Um, You know, I'm sure if that's what he ends up doing, uh, that team will be in great hands for many years to come and we'll be lucky enough to maintain our relationship with him in the city.
1: And that is what is happening in Herbers going back to the U of A Golden Bears. So now, the process of naming new assistants.
3: Well, it's too early to say. Um, you know, to do things properly, and I know there's a lot of speculation out there about names and that type of stuff. Uh, I wasn't prepared, and I told Peter I wasn't prepared to meet or talk to uh, to people about the position while people were still in place. I don't think that's fair to the uh, the coaching staff. Those decisions had to be made, and once they were made, uh, then I could go out and uh, begin Uh, discussions and uh, there's some quality people out there that are uh, very capable of coming in and helping Uh, i think we have an attractive program in in edmonton with some of the players we have with the building the ownership and uh, most importantly the fan support that we have there Uh, people will want to come to edmonton and work in the organization and um, you know over time we'll fill the staff uh, with some really good people that will fit our organization
1: so lots of talk about trent yanni who spent some time with Todd McClellan in San Jose, has a really good reputation working with defensemen. Um, there's talk about an associate coach. Paul McLean's name has been bandied about, but uh, the one name that is really, and it just won't go away, and we'll blame Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet, uh, from the NHL and Rogers for bringing this up last week on Oilers Now with uh, Bob Stauffer, um, but he floated the name Glenn Gullickson. Um, the ex, uh, ex of the uh, Calgary Flames, um, could he be an option? And in general, the, the question asked by Bob Stoffer earlier today on Orders Now to Todd McClellan, is there any benefit of having a previous NHL head coach on staff?
3: Just because you've been a head coach and somebody else hasn't doesn't mean you don't have a, a great knowledge base, a good set of communication skills. Sometimes becoming a head coach is is opportunity and the right timing. Um, so we'll look at uh, at different uh, coaches that some may have been head coaches in the past. Some may uh, have been uh, American League coaches, some full-time assistants. There may even be the, uh, the odd person that hasn't been involved in pro hockey yet as a coach that uh, could bring value to to our staff. And, um, you know, it won't be about one person. It'll be about the, the group of three or four that we build and what we can offer the players um, so that we can move uh, the team forward.
1: So that'll be interesting to see how this all will play out but uh, a brand new assistant coaching staff, is that going to be the tonic? Is Fresh Voice is going to help? You know, and Todd McClellan is still the lead voice but what will a new staff what effect will that have on this team? And definitely the, the drafting has to be strong again the uh, the moves that Peter Shirelli makes in free agency or trade wise, they have to be the right moves or more the right moves because last year just a lot of moves didn't work out and some trades didn't work out. So Todd McClellan staying on, I agree with it completely. I think it's the right move. Um, but another bad year and we're what, what happens a year from now. So this is a critical offseason and next season is critical. Because this team cannot miss the playoffs. Again, 651.
0: This is JC Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins
1: on 630 Chat. Dave Campbell for reed Wilkins tonight. Inside Sports brought to you by Northern Chicken. Attend the perfect marriage of bird and beer. A five-course meal paired with six collective art beers prepared by guest chefs from Solstice and Faro, RSVP at Northern, uh, North Chicken, yeg.com. Scoreboard update. Despite being uh, completely overwhelmed in that first period, the uh, Jets outshot, outchance badly, but they have the goal that... Uh, has put them up 1-0, the only goal of the game. Brandon Tanev with the goal, uh, his second of the playoffs. In the NBA tonight, uh, the uh, Toronto Raptors in action, trying to dust off the uh, Washington Wizards and advance to round two. And the Wizards are not making it easy on the Raptors. After the third quarter, the Wizards up 78-73. On the, uh, on the Toronto Raptors. Major Leagues of Baseball, Jays beginning a new series with the Texas Rangers. At one point, the Rangers had a 4-0 lead. Toronto tied it up at 4, and now two more runs for the Rangers. They're up 6-4 in the top of the sixth inning. Hart Trophy nominees announced, Taylor Hall, Nathan McKinnon, and Anje Kopitar are the nominees. Yes, that's right, I did not say, I did not say Connor McDavid. Left off the ballot, he is on the ballot though. Uh, uh, the uh, finalist for a finalist for the Ted Lindsay Award uh, for the most outstanding player in the National Hockey League. He should win that one hands down. He's nominated with uh, McKinnon and Hall. Of course, that was nominated or those announcements. Uh, that announcement came last night. Oh, one suspension in the NHL today. This was a really dumb play from Evander Kane, but frustrated as. The Golden Knights just overwhelmed the Sharks 7-0. Uh, he has suspended one game for a cross-check on Golden Knights forward Pierre P- 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 Mark Belmar and Pierre Edward Belmar excuse me. Um, just a really bad play. <laughs> the Knights who can catch them? They are so fast. They're the fastest team left in the Stanley Cup Finals. This could be a sweep. This could be another sweep. Then things might change in the conference final but this team could go all the way. News is next from the 6:30 Chad 24 Hour News Center with Thomas Dyes. When we come back, Brendan Ulrich will join the fray from Oilers Now and 6:30 Chad Sports. We'll hear from Jay Woodcroft. Also, talk some Eskimos and a bit of boxing as well in hour number two of Inside Sports. Campbell in for Wilkins tonight. 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on
0: 6:30 Chad.